Well, good morning. It's Tuesday, August 23rd, 2022. Tuesday, August 23rd, 2022. Slava Ukraine, Heroium Slava. Uh, New York, Florida have primaries today. And including in those, in in New York, uh, because of um, the Democrats uh, drew boundaries uh, for the new... uh, 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 for the new um, congressional maps, they kept some of the same boundaries in, in I believe it's Manhattan, which included Carolyn Maloney and Jerry Nadler. But the, uh, the the drawn boundaries were challenged by Republicans, and uh, a separate entity drew the boundaries. And now, Carolyn Maloney and Jerry Nadler are running against each other. Isn't that crazy? I mean, these are both very well-established congressmen. This is insane. Um, I I, I think Nadler is probably going to win. That's my guess. I could be wrong. We'll see what happens. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. Uh, That's what you Google to find me. Uh, Tell your friends to Google Political Views TV Podcast. Those four four words. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Man, do I appreciate you coming every day. It's so nice of you. Thank you. Uh, If you can, uh, please bring someone with you today or tomorrow. Uh, Tell them, hey, this guy annoys me. Listen to him. Uh, You can tweet to me questions or insights or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. Maybe you want to send me a story, whatever. Say hi, whatever. That's fine, too. Uh, Let's get started. Let's get started with uh, Ukraine. Uh, President Vladimir Zelensky, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky, uh, opened an international conference on Crimea by saying Kyiv would restore Ukrainian rule over the Russian annexed region, and, and they've been doing a lot of fighting, fighting over there. I mean, remember, remember two months ago, Russia said an attack in in Crimea is an attack against Russia. Hey, they've been attacking Crimea. And uh, uh, Russia haven't, hasn't escalated. And they've been doing it with American and Western weapons. And Russia has not escalated it. That's important. Because they said that they would, remember? So, uh, he told the Crimea uh, Platform Summit, uh, to overcome terror, it is necessary to gain victory in the fight against Russian aggression. It is necessary to liberate Crimea. This will be the resuscitation of world law and order. Now, uh, Macron also went. Uh, Macron said in a video address to participants, uh, he didn't go, it was video, like I said, uh, um, at the uh, platform conference, our determination has not changed and we are ready to maintain the effort for the long term. And of course, he was referring to uh, the support of Ukraine against Russia. Russia has really bitten off more than they can chew right now. Uh, the entire world is against them, and they are going to die a horrible economic death eventually. It's going to take some time. Uh, by the way, that that um, Russian oligarch ship was uh, auctioned off. Off. I, I mean, I put in my uh, $10 bid. I don't know if I got it, but I guess I'll find out sometime soon. Uh, Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lapdog Lavrov 
has spoken with uh, his French counterpart, uh, Catherine Colonna, on the expected visit of independent inspectors to Ukraine's Zaporizhia nuclear power plant. Uh, Russia's foreign ministry said in a statement following the phone call, they discussed in detail the situation around Zaporizhia nuclear power plant and the opportunities available for organizing a visit to the station by an IAEA, International Atomic Energy Agency, mission. And, of course, lapdog Lavrov went on to say that Ukraine continues to shell Zaporizhia. Uh, Russia is also shelling, uh, uh, and they are hiding their troops there. Uh, Moving on, uh, Polish President uh, Andrzej Duda has arrived in Kyiv to discuss further support for Ukraine, including military aid. Uh, The head office of Powell Surat said... The visit will include a meeting with uh, President Zelensky and talks on military support and defense of Ukraine in the economic, uh, humanitarian, and political sense. Uh, The president will discuss the political support Poland could offer to convince other countries to keep helping Ukraine. Uh, Duda has met with Zelensky three times since the war started. And of course, it's very important for Poland because if Russia takes Ukraine, that, that butts uh, Ukraine up against Poland, uh, uh, Poland's border. And it wouldn't be the first time that Russia has invaded Poland. So, you know, yeah. Just within the uh, last hundred years, they were in Poland, right? Back in the, uh, the 30s, was it? I think it was the 30s. Maybe it was the 40s? 30s. I think it was the 30s. Um, the U.S. Embassy in Kiev urged U.S. citizens still in Ukraine to depart the country immediately. Uh, the U.S. State Department has issued a security alert warning that Russia is stepping up efforts to launch attacks against Ukraine's civilian infrastructure and government facilities in the coming days. The State Department said in its alert... If you hear a loud explosion or if sirens are activated, immediately seek cover. If in a home or building, go to the lowest level of the structure with the fewest exterior walls, windows, and openings. Close any doors and sit near an interior wall away from any windows or openings so you can be buried in the rubble. Uh, Ukraine's Independence Day is uh, tomorrow and uh, Putin likely wants to do heavy uh, damage because of it, right? Ukraine's uh, independence from Russia. Uh, Lithuania's foreign minister Gabrielis, uh, Gabriel, Gabrielius Landsbergis said that EU's uh, members Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, Poland, and Finland, which all share a border with Russia, may stop Russian tourists from entering their countries if the EU does not enact a union-wide, a a European union-wide ban. Now, of course, let's go over these. Uh, Estonia, Latvia, and Lithuania are right up, well, actually, I think Lithuania, I don't know if Lithuania has, uh, are are right up against Russia. I believe they're up against um, uh, uh, that that uh, Russian uh, country, but they're oh yeah, oh, that's right. Of course, they're up against uh, um, uh, uh, the 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 little the little piece of Russia uh, over there on the Baltic, and then Latvia and Estonia are directly against 
um, Russia, uh, 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 Finland is has uh, is it Finland really? Yeah, Finland has a 800 mile border with Russia. A huge. They have more border more border than most of the European Union has with Russia. Um, and Poland is against Belarus. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, Belarus. Um, anyway. He said, I have talked to ministers from all these countries. I don't see many differences politically. Russian tourists shouldn't be in the European Union. Their country is undertaking genocide. So, you know, I think that's the next step. The EU, and and, and of course Zelensky has called for this. He's called for the EU uh, to uh, restrict visas for Russian uh, 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 visitors to stop them from traveling. And I know people in Russia right now are thinking, we have to get the hell out of Russia. Otherwise, we're going to be stuck here forever. That's what they're thinking. Uh, More war crimes planned by Russia, by the way, for Ukrainian POWs. Uh, The UN Human Rights Office has expressed concern about plans by Russian-backed authorities to try Ukrainian prisoners of war in the port city of Mariupol, saying such a process could itself amount to a war crime. Ravina Shamdasani, spokeswoman for the Office of the UN High Commissioner for Human Rights, the OHCHR, told a briefing that uh, the Russian-backed authorities appear to be installing metal cages in a hall in Mariupol as part of plans to establish what they were calling an international tribunal. Citing images on social media, Shamdasani said... We are very concerned about the manner in which this is being done. There are pictures in the media of cages being built in Mariupol's Philharmonic Hall. Really massive cages, and apparently the idea is to restrain the prisoners. This is not acceptable. This is humiliating. She said, Willfully depriving a prisoner of war of the right to a fair trial would amount to a war crime by Russia, adding that Ukrainian POWs were entitled to protections under the Geneva Conventions. So, them's fighting words, more sanctions, there's going to be problems, and Russia has to, really has to walk a line. I mean, some of the stuff that they're doing is causing people to say it's time to go to war, and this could be one of them. Uh, now that I have your attention, let's try and fix the world. Let's move on to Trump. <laughs> that bright uh, orange neck and that tightening noose. Uh, Trump has filed suit against the U.S. government over the FBI search of the Mar-a-Lago, uh, uh, his, his home there, uh, in an effort to prevent agency officials <clears throat> from inspecting certain materials seized without third-party oversight, uh, which I have to laugh out loud a little, right? Uh, because they're likely already viewed them. This was weeks ago, right? Of course they've already seen them. Um, the suit filed in Florida District Court said that the court should appoint a special master, usually a retired lawyer or, or a judge for this, because the FBI potentially seized privileged materials in its search and the Department of Justice should not itself decide what it can use in its investigation. Now, there's a little bit of problem with that. I mean, because these are these are classified documents. There's very few people that could be uh, court appointed, right? Uh, um, anyway, 
Uh, as I was saying, uh, because the FBI potentially sees private nat- uh, materials in the search, the Department of Justice uh, should not itself decide what it can use in the investigation, which is really untrue. They can decide they can use anything because it was a warrant. And I'll get to that in a second. Also, uh, 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 Trump says, requires the government to provide a more, uh, uh, said it would require the government to provide a more detailed receipt for the property and requires the government to return any item seized that was not within the scope of the search warrant. Okay, I got to tear this apart. There's a lot going on here. First, the FBI has to follow uh, uh, top secret rules. I mean, not rules that are top, top secret, rules on handling top secret material. Unlike somebody else who doesn't think he needed to, right? They have to do it a certain way anyway. Second, in other words, everybody at the FBI can't just look at this stuff. There's only certain people that can look at this stuff. They have to be cleared for top secret. Uh, Second, uh, providing a more detailed list could violate the Espionage Act again. So you can't ask that. I mean, there's a couple things they might want to put in there. Oh, uh, we we found this uh, this coaster in the pile. It must belong with that set that was on his dining room table. Um, third, anything illegal taken during a search warrant outside the scope of the search warrant is allowed to be seized. You don't have to return that. Are you out of your mind? What are you, an idiot? Oh. I guess that that sort of speaks for itself, right? Uh, If a cop has a warrant to find, let's say, stolen property uh, at somebody's house, right? And he comes across a pound of cocaine on your dining room table. He's allowed to seize that and add it to the charges. Don't be an idiot. (laughs) He's so fucking stupid. This is insane. Anyway, the suit filed called the search of the Florida home a shockingly aggressive move, adding, law enforcement is a shield that protects Americans. It cannot be used as a weapon for political purposes. This is fucking hilarious. Are you kidding me? This coming from Donald Trump, the man who weaponized the entire government. He weaponized it. Oh, come on. This is insane. (laughs) Oh, God, let's, let's move on to something. Uh, yeah, well, the nothing is tasteful here. According to a letter from uh, National Archivist uh, uh, Deborah Wall, uh, released late yesterday, the National Archives and Records Administration waited until May 12th to give the FBI access to the uh, highly classified documents retrieved from Trump in January despite the Justice Department's urgent request for materials. And by the way, after that was seized, Trump's people swore, I mean, signed documents stating there was no other documents there. They swore that there were no other. Trump didn't himself, but it doesn't matter. He knew there was. And he knew his people swore documents that there weren't any more documents. The May 10th letter to Trump's lawyers also And by the way, Trump's lawyers released this? What idiots. 
<laughs> the May 10th letter to Trump's lawyers also affirms that the National Archives found more than 700 pages of classified documents, including special access program materials, stuff that has to be opened in a government uh, um, uh, location, under guard. Among the most highly classified secrets in the government in the 15 boxes recovered from Trump's Mar-a-Lago complex. All this stuff was among that. This was long before the FBI went there this month. Uh, And last month, right? More classified material was taken from Mar-a-Lago by the FBI in June and August. This was far beyond this stuff that we're talking about. Trump allies pointed to the letter as some kind of evidence of the Biden White House meddling. But what it shows is officials expressing extreme alarm about national security damage based on records being held by Trump, which could mean, at worst, the Biden White House is trying to protect national security in spite of Trump's meddling. The uh, letter also shows lack of any reference to a claim by Trump representatives that he had declassified any of the classified materials. Oops. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, how is it possible that Trump is not in prison already? If anybody else was cl- caught with classified material, they would be in prison right now. Right now. Right this instant. Trading their... A cigarette for their life. I don't think Trump... Uh, smokes. Maybe he'd be trading a McDonald's burger for his life. Okay, uh, moving on. Let, let's let's go to another country. Jeez, uh, uh, are you supposed to say stuff like this out loud? You'll get assassinated by a corporation. Yesterday, Brazilian president, uh, a presidential frontrunner rather, uh, Luiz Inácio. He's former president. He was president before. Uh, Luiz uh, Inácio Lula da Silva vowed to crack down on the illicit mining and logging that has ravaged the region and its indigenous inhabitants during the administration uh, of of far-right President Jair Bolsonaro. By the way, I should mention, there's, um, I can't think of the name of it. There's there's a really good documentary you can go see uh, about the region uh, that has been seized for corporations um, and the few people that were fighting it. Uh, you might like the documentary if you like that kind of stuff. I, I can't think of the name of it right now. I, I'll, I'll try and look it up. Anyway, he, he said, it is not necessary to cut down one tree. And during Bolsonaro's reign, his policies, uh, this is me, his policies has moved one of the largest... Uh, this is me speaking, not him. He, he, he said, it is not necessary to cut down one more tree. And I'm saying, during Bolsonaro's reign, his policies has moved one of the largest carbon sinkholes in the world, the rainforest, into something that emits carbon. He's destroyed it. And that's in just, what, six years? Less than that, I think. Da Silva told international journalists in Sao Paulo, we are going to put an end to illegal mining. If the world is willing to help, 
keeping a tree standing in the Amazon may be worth more than an investment. Brazil will look after the climate issue like never before. We want to be responsible for maintaining the climate. And you know what? I, I got to believe that Ecuador's new laws on uh, protecting the rainforest and indigenous people had something to do with with what uh, um, uh, Silva is do- Lula da Silva is doing. Uh, according to the most recent aggregate polling, De Silva enjoys an eight-point lead over Bolsonaro in the first round of the presidential voting, which will take place on October 2nd. I hope he survives. Uh, everything points to Bolsonaro losing, which means everything points to a possible coup. Uh, during his remarks yesterday, De Silva called Bolsonaro a poorly made copy of Trump. <laughs> he said... Uh, Trump also tried to avoid accepting the result. They tried to storm the Capitol, but he had to back down. And I'm certain that here in Brazil, the election result will be accepted without any kind of questioning. I, you know what? On a side note, uh, uh, I've been watching um, uh, All Rise. Uh, All Rise is a TV series series that would pick that was picked up by Oprah's network this past season. And two episodes ago, they had an episode where the courthouse was invaded. And it was very, the story, and you can tell, it was pretty good. The story was written to replicate Donald Trump and the insurrection. That's what it was about. And I don't think anybody's uh, pointing that out, you know. Uh, Anyway, that was interesting. Uh, Moving on to... Another South American uh, country, Lima, Peru, or rather Peru, uh, Lima in, in, in Lima, Peru, city lawmakers yesterday un, uh, unanimously uh, passed a motion calling for a fossil fuel non-proliferation, uh, for the uh, fossil fuel non-proliferation treaty. A prop- that's the proposed global mechanism for tackling the source of most of the greenhouse gas emissions that are fueling Uh, the climate emergency. Lima councilors voted 39 to 0 in favor of the FFNPT, the uh, Fossil Fuel Non-Proliferation Treaty, making the city the first Latin American capital to endorse the proposed treaty. Uh, The treaty, launched in 2020, is based on three pillars. Uh, preventing the proliferation of coal, oil, and gas by ending all new exploration and production, phasing out existing fossil fuel production in line with the Paris Agreement at 1.5 degrees centigrade global climate goal, and fast-tracking real solutions and a just transition for every worker, community, and country. Cities around the world have endorsed FFNTP, including London, Paris, Los Angeles, Sydney, Toronto, and the Hawaiian legislature. Last month, Vatican City became the, the world's first nation to back the treaty. I, yes, that's right. Some of you may not know this. Vatican City is a country. In fact, I think it's the smallest country in the world. Right? Vatican City. I, it's either the first or the second smallest country in the world. I think it used to be the first, and I don't know if it still is, in other words. Um, in the middle of Italy, a country surrounded by a country. Anyway, uh, uh, and, 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 and 
you know what? I need to point out to you religious zealots who love big oil. Now the Vatican is saying that we got to stop. Anyway, Cardinal uh, Michael uh, uh, Zerny, um, in announcing the Vatican endorsement, said, Enough is enough. All new exploration and production of coal, oil, and gas must immediately end, and existing production of fossil fuels must be urgently phased out. For you Republicans who claim you're being religious when you support Republicans? Really? Republicans who support big oil? Really? Uh, this must be, uh, he, he went on to say, this must be a just transition for impacted workers into environmentally sound alternatives. Uh, like, like when I said, if they're going to be closing the coal mines in West Virginia, sure, put some, I don't know, whatever, solar plan, panels, uh, uh, find something else that they can uh, do there to make money. Uh, the proposed fossil fuel nonproliferation treaty holds great promise to complement and enhance the Paris Agreement. That's how he finished. So, I guess Lima's action might have been spurred on by Peru's worst envir- uh, ever environmental disaster recently. An oil spill in February spewed more than 10,000 barrels of crude petroleum into the Pacific Ocean from a tanker at a refinery that covered over 27 miles of coastline. Destroyed the environment there. I, and mind you, Peru is a gas country, is, a, is an oil country, right? And they're signing on to it. Anyway, moving on. A former security executive for Twitter, uh, Pieter uh, Mudzatko, Mudge is his nickname. Everybody called him Mudge. Uh, I believe he was a hacker. And his hacking name was Mudge. Uh, Is now a whistleblower. And it might help Elon Musk in his case. Uh, The whistleblower alleged Twitter does not delete data as required by regulators. Uh, Too many employees can get into the private information of users. And that there is likely spies from other countries that have access to information. I mean, Twitter has cracked down a lot, but still probably not enough. Uh, The disclosure sent last month to Congress and federal agencies paints a picture of a chaotic and reckless environment at a mismanaged company that allows too many of its staff access to the platform's central controls and most sensitive information without adequate oversight. It also alleges that some of the company's senior most executive have been trying to cover up Twitter's serious vulnerabilities and that one or more current employees must, uh, excuse me, may be working for a foreign intelligence service. The part that may help Elon Musk, the whistleblower also says Twitter executives don't have the resources to fully understand the true number of bots on the platform and were not motivated to. But I'm sure now they are. So, you remember, I mentioned in the past, Finland's hottie prime minister, Sana Marin, a while back. You remember, I I, I talked about her? So, last week, a video came out of her, or was it over the weekend? Something like that. Came out of her partying, drinking, and dancing with her friends. It was cute. (laughs) She's really hot. I mean, 
between her and Lucinda Ar- 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 Ardern, or uh, is it Lucinda Ardern uh, from New Zealand? Yeah, they're both cute, you know. A video came out of her partying and drinking with her friends when old people in the government, a bunch of old fuddies, fuddy-duddies, complained about how she was acting. She responded, Finnish society can withstand me singing and dancing with my friends. They asked her to take a drug test. She took a drug test and passed. And I'm like, yeah, baby. Come give me a lap dance while we're talking about politics. That would be my favorite thing to do. <laughs> anyway, that's it. 29 minutes. Uh, uh, that's it. Thanks for listening. Uh, Tuesday, August 23rd, 2022. Tuesday, August 23rd, 2022. I truly appreciate you so much. Uh, bring someone with you tomorrow if you can. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Tweet to me questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. And remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget it. I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles.